0: The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit AskVisionHomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching the Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. <music> And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Uh, yesterday concluded an eventful Big 12 football season with Texas losing to Washington in the semifinals, but it was also an eventful season for the West Virginia Mountaineers, of course, last week, uh, Ryan, and thank you. Shout out to Nick. I was kind of on my deathbed, but ended up beating North Carolina, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Always great seeing Coach Brown uh, doused with mayonnaise, you know, Gator, we prefer Gatorade, but we'll get to that next season. But Hey, mayonnaise will have to do, uh, in the, in the meantime, but obviously moving into January of 2024, happy new year, everyone. Uh, it's, it's already been eventful for planning for next year. Obviously the Duke's Mayo bowl win, uh, the recruiting class being signed, the transfer portal coming in. It's, it's the sport that never sleeps year after year. And now we go into a year where there's expectations for coach Neil Brown, a year that, well, we have a better foundation than we were that last time, this time last year, uh, building a solid group of core players, bringing in others, getting players to flip from other schools to come to West Virginia. There's some serious expectations uh, next year for this West Virginia football team, Ryan.
1: That there is. And welcome back, Rush. And happy new year, everybody uh, listening and watching the Ryan and Rush show. Yeah, I mean, this is where we want to be. Uh, expectations of Winning 9-10 games again. That's what we asked for. That's what our expectations are. This is a top 25 historical program. And we had been down for three, four years. But finally, a season that gives us hope going forward. Nine wins. Great year. Um, And it capped off, I think, perfectly dominating North Carolina in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. I thought we could have won the game by more. But we were very sloppy in the first half with the penalties. Um, So, But, hey. We'll take the win. We'll take the Mayo bath for Neil Brown. And now the real fun starts because, like you said, it's easy being the hunter. Now it's hard being the hunted because it was easy to motivate these guys this year. You picked 14th. Put that right on the bulletin board. 14, 14, 14. It was every press conference. Now you're not going to be 14th. You're going to be probably around 3 to 5 with the new Big 12. As you should be. Yeah, Yeah, and you have to find – different motivation you have to show up week in and week out and that's going to be that's going to be what's cool about this upcoming season uh, for the Mountaineers
0: so we did a video a couple weeks ago Ryan obviously with Neil Brown's expectations that was more on the coaching side of things obviously Neil Brown is a big part of the team he's the head coach no no duh there but so we'll we'll talk about him for a little bit but obviously we want to make this a full team and kind of the 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 full team's expectations, Garrett Green, all these guys coming back, kind of starting back with Neil, Neil Brown and kind of picking up the conversation where we left off last time, Ryan, and you brought it up kind of this bulletin board underdog material, right? We know West Virginia, our teams do really well when the back, you know, our backs are against the wall. We're counted out our state versus your neighborhood, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. And, and in those situations, we come out and, and either win those games and whether that football, basketball, baseball, any of those sports but then when you kind of start to have these expectations in west virginia sports is where things get a little interesting not saying obviously we've never backed up expectations we have but that's it 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 gets tougher when you're a culture of hey it's us versus the world but hey the world's now on your side right so yeah going into this year is we know, and we never had a problem with Neil Brown in terms of the X's and O's, Ryan. It's something we talked about even leading into last season is the X's and O's. We know he's a very intelligent coach when it comes to drawing up plays, running an offense, et cetera. Now we start getting into the, the category of Neil Brown needing to step up, making that next uh, step in terms of building consistent years. Cause that was the biggest issue. And that was the biggest issue we had with our old athletic director, Shane lights is yeah, he had the good 2020 year. It was, you know, we didn't get a non-con game. So how good was it? And then we got the extension. Now we need that followed up again in, in terms of a great year. We need that bulletin poured material. We need that motivation. We need to find somewhere within this team and dig that out. And that's obviously we'll also a lot on the leadership of this team you know Garrett Green included to really get those guys going but I I think this year for Neil Brown is obviously you need to make that next step forward but not forget what got you this year to to begin with right is they Neil we we saw it in big 12 uh conference media days we saw it with his preseason interviews he was hey we're getting back to tackling we're getting back to foundational work We're getting back to doing the small things right. And we can't, that's something that cannot be get away from this year. Ryan is we cannot forget, Hey, maybe spend a couple extra weeks. than you think you need to on making sure that the foundational things are correct. And then, and I know we got Penn state to start off the bat. It's not like you're starting with Albany or with other, these schools, you got to be ready to go kind of by game one. And we'll, we'll talk about this Penn state game a little more. We have a lot more time to talk about it. it. It's, it's, it's obviously not a must-win, but it's also a can't-lose. Is this is an opportunity for Neil Brown to really put his stamp on this program for this football team to say, "Hey, but don't even Big Twelve college football playoff. You got an expanded playoff. Well, we're here to be in it." So it, it obviously starts there, but then obviously going from there is not forgetting this foundational work. because I think a lot of us have the tendency to forget when we get into successful situations what got us here in the first place, yeah. and so that, that's that's a big thing for me is. Training camp starts really working on basically the training camp that you had this past year. Because It started off four and one. It worked. But, hey, we need to keep that going.
1: Yeah. And just because you had success this year doesn't mean you're going to have success next year. Like you said, you can't get comfortable when Mm-mm. you get comfortable is when you Complacent. get beat. And yeah, complacency. And you just look around the Big 12 where it happened this year. TCU was in the national championship. I'm sure they did lose a lot, but I'm sure they came in feeling themselves a little bit. Next thing you know, they're five and seven. Texas Tech, remember they were the sexy, trendy yeah. pick in the offseason. They went six and six. Like the margin of error with all these teams is so small where if you don't embrace the fundamentals, like you said, embrace the grind of the season, you could end up going from an eight and four to a five and seven or a six and six. And then next thing you know, you're back to square one of. Where is this program? What's the identity now? On the other, the flip side of things, you could build off of what you did last year. You could prove this wasn't just a one-hit wonder. You could prove that it wasn't just Zach Frazier and Beanie Bishop and and that senior class that's going out. You can prove that this is a sustainable program if you can build off with a eight nine maybe even a ten win season to follow up of what they just did. So I think that's what's imperative, and the schedule it it it's more difficult, but you also look at it, you got five out of nine at home in league play. You got Penn State at home. You obviously have your uh your by game at home as well. So you have seven home games. Now you don't have the SEC Padger and Big Ten Padger schedule with FCS and and uh multiple cupcake games because we play eleven power five schools once again. <laughs> so it's like you said, man, it's all in front of them. The Penn State game is huge because If you are able to get that somehow, and I think we all agree that game is gettable, it's a game that's going to come down to the wire in our opinions, then you're a legitimate playoff team with it being expanded to 12 teams.
0: I'll pull up the schedule here real quick, Ryan. It'll split us down the screen, but oh well. For our YouTube audience, uh, we appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't had the opportunity yet, and those listening the audio, go over to YouTube so you can see us live and and subscribe to us as well. Obviously we open up the season with Penn state, as we talked about, and there'll be time to talk about a lot of these games. Uh, And for everyone out there too, this isn't, uh, there's a little confusion last time. This, this is just our opponents. This isn't, we don't, we don't have five away games in a row. I promise you, or, you know, five home games in a row. It'll get, as you can see there, time TBA, TV, TBA. So just, these are just opponents besides the first three games. So obviously start Penn state in Morgantown. That I, I'm going to stand by this, that that game is a, is a can't lose. You need to, even if you lose that game, it needs to be down to the wire, a walk-off field goal, something that shows, Hey, this West Virginia team is, is here to stick around and be a thorn in our sides. Um, so that, uh, that Penn state game is a lot. We, we can't just lose that game. So I know you agree there. We'll, we'll be plenty of time to talk about that Penn state game, right? Obviously Albany will come to town. We'll win that at Pitt. And obviously this is in Pittsburgh kind of not, you don't have to worry about the home field advantage there. Cause we know how Pitt fans, how great they love to show out for, for their team, but kind of like the argument you said there, Ryan with uh, uh, the Texas tech, the TCU's is, Hey, Pitt, uh, you know, even Baylor, we, we know we play is, they they could bounce around. They, they could come back. This isn't going to be the same cupcake teams that we played last year, right? We always see every year in college football is some teams, obviously, they're going to play better than they should, and other teams are going to regress. And then usually the following year, there finds a way to even it back out. So obviously Pitt can't take that game lightly. Um, and then obviously at Arizona, Arizona might be, they might be one of the favorites to win the big twelve going into this season with with how great yeah. they were this year, the guys that they're retaining. so and then obviously at Cincinnati is we talked about it, ryan um you know we'll we'll travel up well there, great away schedule and then at Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. so obviously Oklahoma State, that could be another team that kind of falls back to the mean a little bit uh, we'll see how Texas Tech does. but the games we have at Mountaineer field obviously are the games that we want at Mountaineer field. uh Baylor, my guess is they're gonna take up a step up this uh. This year, again, uh, Kansas, they'll they will have Daniels back. We'll see if he's healthy or not, and when we play them. Kansas State, we avoided them last year. Iowa State, we avoided them last year. Two tough teams to play, and then obviously we have UCF uh, coming to Morgantown as well. So while it is a very doable schedule to get to 10-2 and two and go to that big 12, cha- 12 championship game, uh, a lot of work has to be done, and a lot of these teams, we can't take them off their 2023 merit same with the mountaineers is we we got a new year transfer portal everything can change just like that spring game goes wrong for a player next thing you know he's on your opponents or on your team so what 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 about this schedule ryan sticks out to you the most
1: so so take out albany obviously cuz that's that's an fcs game looking at this eight out of the 11 opponents were in a bowl game this year the only ones not in a bowl game that did not make it Baylor was kind of the surprise of being in the basement this year in the Big 12. I, don't, I We will never see Baylor be that bad ever again. Um, uh, who's the other one? Oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, first year in the Big 12. They were a big-time disappointment with Scott Satterfield. I don't know how much better they're going to be. They can't be any worse. And then, of course, Pitt. Pitt was as bad as they ever were, at, ever have been. I would assume, like you just said and hinted at, Pitt will be a little bit better next year. I, I can't see Pitt going three and nine once again. So eight out of 11 teams, bowl or we're in a bowl game this year. Iowa State, K-State, and Kansas, those three home games, man, those are, those are three that you're glad are at home because those are three tough places to play. Uh, so from a home versus away aspect, I like the way it does draw, but it's going to be difficult. Eight out of 11 teams, like I said, played in a bowl game.
0: Yeah, the way I kind of see this playing out, Ryan, is the Kansas, Kansas State, and Iowa State game is you have to win two out of three of those. Yep. If we're we'll talk just big, we'll talk just Big Twelve right now because I think the one we agree, obviously, we got to beat Pitt. It's a rivalry game, no dud there. We can beat Pitt. Pitt sucks. Screw Pitt. Okay, put that disclaimer. Put that to the side. I think the game that's the the difference maker on. How serious are these guys? Is that Penn state game? Because yeah. from a big 12 perspective is obviously you can go to the big 12 championship with two losses it Could be a one seed with two losses. We'll see how tiebreakers and stuff land out. But if we go, you know, it, it, what would it be? Cause minus three games there. So, um, the, I still three. have the, yeah, nine and three. I clearly, I still have the sick brain, the, 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 the It wasn't COVID, but the COVID brain is they like to joke about. So what you have to do, the cloud, whatever we are, I don't even know what year we are anymore. What is life? Um, Yeah. uh, yeah, So two out of three home ones, and then you got to win two out of the three on the road. And I'm going to say that between Arizona, Oklahoma state and Texas tech. We, we, we should beat Cincinnati Satterfield. They're that they're not turning around their program um, until Satterfield leaves Cincinnati. So, and then obviously Pitts pit. uh, But that's the way I see it. Is is you can lose two Big Twelve games, um, but you got to win two out of three of the Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and then two out of three of the Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Arizona.
1: It's a good way to break it down. It's it's going to be fun because I think we all agree that this should be a top twenty five team next year. And if you're a top twenty five team, you're within striking distance of the college football playoff. Clearly, that's that half, half of the top 25 is going to be in the playoffs. So it it's the, the expanded playoff really opens up things. It, it's some time, some teams in the past. Yes, Tyson, let's go. Uh, so, so, some teams in the past I feel like would have made the playoff for our team, the teams under Dana. Obviously, uh, Rich, Rich Rod's teams would have easily made the playoff. They were in the top five. They just missed mm-hmm. uh, the BCS era. But I, I do think, man, like you said, it, the tone center is the Penn State game. It's you, You're you going to be on a national stage, prime time, once again, Mountaineer field, the place is going to be juiced up. You have a real opportunity to make a big-time statement.
0: Well, and think about it too, Ryan, is even if we don't win the Big 12, but you go to that Big 12 championship game, you might be hosting a home game in Morgantown for, yeah. for a playoff. And it all relies on. You want that playoff game in Morgantown. You beat Penn State week one in August when it's gross outside. If you want it, the gr- summertime grossness for for the wintertime grossness in football, that's actually why football is so great. But uh it it really it all you know it all it all starts there, as we said. Anyway, let's let's talk about the players a little bit. Went through the schedule. Went through kind of Neil Brown and this team. Uh, some great news, and you and I both thought he he was done, but it looks like Aubrey Burks is returning to this, this West Virginia uh, football team. And obviously with with who they have gotten in the transfer portal this offseason, plus Aubrey Burke staying here, that's huge, especially when you're trying to replace an All-American and Beanie Bishop. Secondary looking stronger and stronger. Um, it, they're, they're filling slots, Ryan. It's the wide receiver room. All of a sudden for, hey, we need weapons, started to become a crowded room. I would love another pa- uh, pass-catching tight end to compliment Cole Taylor, but – Hey, if you have a solid blocky one in there, you know, that would be just as fine. Uh, Ryan, what, what players, or I guess there's a lot to go over, but what have you been impressed? Okay. Assuming everything kind of stays where it is. A lot of people have committed to the country roads trust. So meaning that they're receiving NIL money and have kind of agreed to a deal. So you can, while people can transfer or some of these, you can confidently say are staying around. What where we are in this season already, you know, August 31st is still a while from now. What are you satisfied with? What are you surprised at, that in a, in a good way that West Virginia has done?
1: I think, I think being able to sustain your roster, like you were talking about being able to keep a Garrett green, a him white. I'm also looking forward to guys in this program and their second year in that receiving room. Um, been able to take an, an, another step, the, you obviously you got Clement who took a big step, you got Fox who took a big step. Yeah, you you got to think Gallagher is going to. You got to think Ray who caught the big touchdown uh, against Carolina. I'm looking to see, looking forward to seeing how that group kind of meshes and how they build off of last year with with some experience under their belt. And then of course you add in uh, the Oklahoma State transfer Jaden Bray. We're gonna see what happens with the secondary. Um, but I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna add some more pieces there so that uh we sure up the back end I kind of gave out a little bit down the stretch, but I think this offense is gonna be really damn good next year, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think you're gonna yeah, have I, well wasn't. I mean, Garrett Green was in terms of stats, wasn't he a top 10, top 15 quarterback? I mean, yeah. there's if you want to talk expectations, I you want to be careful with expectations because I think people <clears> take <throat> the word and, and water it down a little bit, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility with Garrett Green, Dark Horse, Heisman watch. I'm talking more about the nomination is they'll find a way to screw him and give it to someone else unless he has a season of his life and we go undefeated, of course. But he is, with with his two dual threat capability, is more than capable of putting up a type of season that gets him an invite to New York.
1: Completely agree. And and we're not saying he's going to win the Heisman. We're saying... When they do the graphic, and it's what November the first, and they're finally start breaking down some t- Heisman. Obviously, you got your front runners that are probably going to be first round picks. Garrett Green probably should be on that top ten list somewhere because we think he's a top ten quarterback in the country, and his statistics and the way he willed this team to victories this year uh, reflect that. So, he, like I said, I, he should be able to work his way into the conversation of maybe if he if he plays out of his mind, getting an invite. But that that that's a real realistic expectation, especially if this team is gonna win nine games like we're predicting them to, or what we everybody expects them to. The Heisman, the Heisman votes like winners. So like they're gonna look to the winning team. So winning nine, ten games is an easy way to get to the top of that ballot.
0: Unless you're Michael Penix, but yeah. uh, another conversation for yeah, uh, another. Win it. <laughs> but it's also looking like C.J. Donaldson might be staying too. If he agrees, yeah. if you move Jaheim White to the RB1 and C.J. Donaldson, when you need him kind of those third and threes or those just we need you to grind out a few yards, it, it actually might be a better look for him to do that because obviously he's had injury concerns fresher. too. Keep him fresher, lighten the load a little bit. And it's like, dude, listen, we don't need you to break out for 20. If you do, great, but get us, get us these four hard yards, get us these three hard yards. So it it's hey, it's it's a West Virginia where we're kind of used to the season ending, and no matter what sport it is, and every other you know team wants to come and you know pick our predator, excuse me, pick our players away where we're the prey, but we're really turning into the predators. We're really turning into the team that's like, you know what? We got a good thing. We got a good foundation. Let's keep these guys here. And a couple guys are going to go, you know, Bartlett, we saw, and um a couple others. But I mean that was expected as well. So I mean Man, I'm. Is it August thirty first yet, Ryan? Yeah, are we ready to go? <laughs> we,
1: got, we got a lot of time between now and then. That's that's the worst part about football is the off season so long because of their bodies. So, but hey, you know we still got basketball. We still got a conference play. We'll talk about basketball here at the end of the week. I, I think that this team is playing better. But yeah, it'll be football season here before we know it, and baseball is going to be good again too. So. Once again, things looking good for the Mountaineers
0: looking good for the Mountaineers. Obviously the women seem doing really well as well. Uh, Randall Lowe, thank you for your support. You're always commenting on our videos and showing us support. We really appreciate it. Another great video, gentlemen, let's go Mountaineers. Hopefully they'll at least equal the number of wins in 2024. Yeah. I mean, Hey, another nine, wins. what let's, <coughs> let's equal it in the regular season and at least, yeah. you know, make them all. So you gotta, you gotta do one more. Um, here we go. Oh, we clicked at the same time, Ryan. Joe only <laughs> motivate uh motivation being Arizona and Utah coming in and thinking they will own the Big 12 and they look good. I yeah, agree. I mean, you that's actually a great point, Jill. Is <clears throat> excuse me, when you still when you have these Pac 12 schools coming in and acting like, oh, they're gonna run your conference. I mean, even add Colorado to that, form a Big 12 and they're yeah, and saying, Oh, we're you know, we're gonna take things over. It's a very good point, Jill. That that's some great motivation there uh for this West Virginia team.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And when we came into the league, there was a target on our back. Teams wanted to stick it to us, and they did for a little bit of that first year. So Arizona, Utah, Arizona State uh, and Colorado, Colorado will always have a target on their back because of the coach prime factor. But Utah's really good. Arizona is really, really good. Um, it's going to be fun, man. This new Big 12 is going to be a blast. Oh, it's,
0: it's going to be great is talking about it is uh, I guess the analogy I like to use is it's going to be the, the league of the middle class where almost every team's the same. Uh, the game, obviously a game of inches, if that doesn't show the big 12, I don't know what does. So you got other schools like big 10 sec where the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, but not the big 12. Everyone's the same and we're going to make it the most fun and then grind you out in basketball. So Hey, going to be a good season in 2024 for the big 12. And that will conclude another edition of the Ryan and Rush show. Again, thank you everyone for your support. We have some big announcements coming in 2024. Again, if you can hit the subscribe button, like button, whatever you can do to promote us, we put a lot of our own money, hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, everything possible um, into this show. So we're really excited for the announcements that we have coming up um, and ask, you know, if, if you're able to show some support, uh, please do so. We will be back Thursday. Uh, big 12 season opens up for basketball uh, the biggest conference, the best conference in basketball. So we'll preview the Houston game, kind of talk some Big 12 storylines as well and get ready to uh, for fun, uh, hopefully fun, but at least intense Big 12 season. So again, everyone, thank you for support. We love you a lot and let's go Mountaineers.
1: We'll see you guys. Go Mountaineers.